This is Hardcore Podcast. That was Bulldoze. Remember who's strong. A couple hours ago, former podcast guest, longtime friend, Zach Thorne called, and Kevin Sia, Kevin Won Bulldoze, passed away. On the eve of the return to stage for Kevin and Bulldoze with FYA being sold out, us announcing quietly that we have Bulldoze and Wisdom planned for Keystone Jam December 17th. It falls apart. And as a promoter and as a Longtime hardcore fan. The first things hardcore people go to is the shows bands won't get to play. People who will never see the likes of a Kevlon Bulldoze again. And I had a completely separate song and a completely separate intro. 
And I plan to go in and do the usual gimmick where I say blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the updated shows for Philly. Something nice about the last episode. And then say the thing at the end. And that would have been it for today. But rightly so. This one hits hard. Yeah, There's a lot of funny things between Kevin and I personally. And I'll keep... 90% of them, but that the couple things to remember is that for the world of hardcore today that plays in these bands that call themselves Beatdown, they are like one hundredth thousandth of what a Kev one is. Um, this song. To me, was always like the sleeper from that first seven inch, and probably one of the best tracks. And he says it right there: "You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know the old shit. You gotta know, and you gotta step up to keep your rep up." And I'm gonna tell you what: for someone who would be the singer of the band that could arguably have had one of the wildest impacts in hardcore for a band that wasn't as active as a full-time touring band with seven studio records, management, all this stuff. You know, he was a dyed-to-paint hardcore kid. When Judge played in 2013, we... We're standing very close to each other on the floor, excited for the first song of Take It Away from Judge. And he firmly hated the term moshing, referred to hardcore dancing, was his preferred thing. And um, my brother Isaac always referred to him as Fat Kevin, which uh, I think he dislikes being able to say that he's calling Kevin fat, even though Kevin was possibly one of the biggest menaces and terrifying figures in the history of 1990s and beyond hardcore. He leaves family, children, loved ones, and I'm sure down the line there will be Benefits and whatnot. And in fact, I didn't even plan to speak on it. Zach and I had spoke, and he's like, hey, I'm going to keep it wraps until, you know, the family. And then it was out on the internet. And we got in my feelings a little bit about the whole thing because I had some wild ups and some wild downs, some wins and losses. But Kevin really is the kind of guy that'll still stand up and do the right thing. And going along for those who. Listen to the Isaac podcast episode, which we'll get into later. Isaac had come on tour with Scarhead. Bulldoze jumped up. And it was a little band from California, Lionheart's first U.S. endeavor. And they were playing a benefit show for me. For things that happened before most of you listening probably went to shows and the rest of you don't really know about. And Kevin, who was in a different organization at the time, who could have probably gotten to a ton of beef, was like, fuck it, I don't care about them. I want to come and play your benefit show for you. 
Miss Tucker's knockout, knowing what could have happened and still played the benefit at the church. And it was a Sunday show, and I think we were out till like 2.30 in the morning hanging out, and it was fucking great. And one of the more fond, relaxing moments with his crazy ass. So, rest in peace, Kevin Sia, Kev Juan Bulldoze, and despite the insane amounts of copycats, there has only been one Bulldoze, there's only been one Kev Juan, and hopefully these kids who emulate this beatdown understand that to do this shit for real, you gotta go back in time because there's no one that's living hardcore life the way Kev won Bulldoze and a lot of people from that time is. You know? And so, that's the important thing to get here is to remember that sometimes when these bands are trying to emulate this shit, it's all LARPing in comparison to what people like Kevin were actively doing. And his memory will stay with those who know him best. So... I will post anything regarding benefit shows. I'll post anything regarding GoFundMe's for the family and just prayers for the big guy. Sorry for that. Again, completely unintentional to add to that, but necessary because of the fact that it, it, it sticks with me. There's a lot of stuff that sticks with me, but nothing more so than the idea of people in hardcore kicking ass getting things back in order and then not be able to see fruition. I've been trying for years to get the bulldoze thing rolling, Zach and I, and it's just sad that we don't get to have that. But for those who know, they know. On to Philadelphia hardcore shows. Saturday, September 3rd, Jive Bond killing me, reaching out, garrote, crashing down, media VFW. This could also be called the episode 91 podcast show if you listen to last week's episode all the bands are playing go out support i'll fucking be there you better fucking be there sunday september 4th rock bottom not one truth conduit last man out rock bottom got some new tracks they're kicking ass again not one truth they're getting better and better every fucking time keith got conduit running love them i've never seen last man out but it's stucky's band Again, same deal. Go out there, support. Um, September 9th, Casey Train, Sanguishka Sugabog. I don't know how to say the word. Sanguishugabog, that's it. Body Box from Florida and Gloves Off at the Yuga Club. That show's almost halfway sold out. Small room, going to be awesome. Be there. September 11th, Regrown, Big Shot, Montclair, Deal With God and Curate. This is at the Darby VFW. Darby, PA. Dang, that ain't too far away from the Coco's Pizza. Might have to go sneak over and get some. Hang outside, eat a little slice, see some people. Remember the fallen for September 11th. September 12th. Creeping Death, 200 Stab Wounds, Age of Apocalypse, Simulacra, Tribal Gaze of the Church. Uh, Bob Wilson coming with the hard shit and Lennon with this wild fucking good to bed the ugly fucking flyer. Jesus Christ. When the fucking flyer is probably almost better than the show will be. September 18th, War Never Again, Grand Scheme, Payload, and the greatest band in the history of modern day hardcore, Mobile Terror Unit. This is at the Photo Club. Let me have a 
five days off. That was September 18th. We got five days off. Pay for pay in Peroxide Blonde, MX Lonely, Ultralight, and Holy Mountain. This is at the Photo Club. I don't know any of the bands. So I ain't gonna lie. Here's a Bob Wilson expe- uh, ass whooping, kicking ass thing. September 24th, next day, one line drawing, John McMahon, her head's on fire and time. Chris Marguerite, representing time. Um, We got tons of shows. That's just, we t- October gets crazier. November, I mean, we just announced the Youth of Today show. We've got the Scal show just gotten announced. Life's Questions uh, record release party. Varial's record release. All these shows, one spot, Philly HC shows or philly-shows.com. Get your tickets. So much more come. Keystone Jam, December 17th. Sorry, FYA sold out, but, you know, there's after shows. So no reason to not support the shows we've been having coming on. Um, speaking of shows, I should mention mercenarily, at least for my personal end, I don't do this too much, but I should say that if you are in the area in Southern, Northern California, or just if you are going ahead and going to be in the West Coast. Saturday, September 17th, we are in Oakland, California for the North uh, Northern Alliance Fest. That's Shattered Realm. We're playing with No Zodiac and Exit Strategy for that show and all these shows. September 18th, San Fernando, California. We're playing the Midnight Hour. Crazy fucking venue. Can't fucking wait. And then September 9th, Mesa, Arizona, the Nile Theater. That is going to be an absolutely awesome weekend. Shadow Realm, first time in California since 2015, or 2005, what the fuck am I saying 2015 for? 2005 is the first time we're playing. This Northern Alliance shit is a crazy fest with just the Friday night is E-Town, Alli- uh, E-Town Concrete, Comeback Kid, Lionheart, Fury of Five, and Shadow Realm. And then so many other bands. Section Hate. It, it, it's fucking... It's something else. Literally fucking something else. And um, so just don't miss out on that. And then our show in the midnight hour with Pull Your Card. Thanks to X. So, um, he, he put the show on. And then Mesa... Playing, I don't have that flyer in front of me. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to do this off the cuff. But come support West Coast Shattered Realm. Got some Shattered Realm Florida dates in October. Shattered Realm will be playing the Keystone Jam. And then we got a bunch more ready for 2023. So, if you are listening on Friday, the 2nd, you are, th- you are one day away from the two-year anniversary of this podcast. The first episode dropped September 3rd, 2020. Supposed to drop on the 2nd, end up dropping on the 3rd. That was the first episode. Chris Bridge 9 is when I was doing the um, cool line before the band person's ghost name, which was uh, Nobody is Born Cool with Chris Rem. Okay. Yup, it's that tea time, people. I like a little tea when I do my podcasting. There's so many things I wish I could do again about this episode, but the only thing I can do is say that Chris has his store opening in a couple weeks 
And then I plan to have him back on the show first time in two years so we can talk about everything that went on in the last two years for him and the rebuilding of Bridge Nine, the store, the whole nine yards. But so many things were learned and still one of my favorite episodes to this day, not just because it's first, but just because of the respect for his work and the flow of conversation and the confidence it gave me to keep doing episodes. Um, Episode two was The Unstoppable Sonny Singh. And to this day, one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with Sonny. Sonny is a multiple episode guest, as you'll find out. But again, still learned a lot from that one. Um, I did a short addendum to add to something. And I think I had like, hey, by the way, this is what's been going on. And so I did that, and then two days later, I had the unsung hero of Pennsylvania hardcore, Chris Spear Dysphoria. September 18th, 2020 marks not only the day that it came out, but that podcast, I think I recorded it like 10 days before that, so it will be like September 10th or something, maybe even sooner. No, 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 I recorded it in August, that's right. I recorded that one, and I had to like figure out how to do it right, because I was still picking up two separate sounds, because I did that in person. That was my first in-person one. And I'm still not adept in how to record properly to do these things in in person. Thank God for COVID. I've been using the apps this whole time. But we did this poolside at Chris's house. And later he took me on a Tesla ride. It's the first only time I've ridden on a Tesla. And I felt like I was in some wizard's champ, like, uh, chariot. <laughs> Episode 4, Be Passionate and Proud of What You Do. With Madison Watkins of Candy Corpse. Also of Year of the Knife. She is now the vocalist of Year of the Knife. Candy Corpse continues to rise. She and her husband and members of Year of the Knife swap members, and they also have a domation, donations, domain, death metal thing. The girl keeps killing it. Absolutely fantastic. The Winston Wolf of Hardcore Fest with Rich Hall. Um, had some technical issues. Think if me and Rich were hanging out one on one, I could have did some of the questions better. And um, Rich is the first one to have a picture of his child in the uh, episode pic. That was cool, and we had some good times. It was um, I, I, I there was things I would definitely have done differently with the questions, but Rich Hall being an amazing promoter from the late '90s through the early 2000s, and his story was pretty fucking awesome. If you've never heard this. And then we go to another New York guy, uh, Kevin Castle. If you love Castle Heights, if you love all that, this is the story. This is it. And uh, he had been a podcaster for several years longer than I have ever. And so he just basically, it's like showing up and um, being a complete rookie and dealing with a pro. He he talked so fluently and it was probably one of the best episodes. And we ended up talking like two hours after that I recorded just because of how much fun I had talking to him and how long I've known him. In episode 7, Richie fucking Crutch, the godfather. You want to go back, you want to hear the story of Crutch, you go there. Episode 7, Richie Crutch. Crutch was in chains, never run, never will, records the new shit. He's got a lot popping out. You got to make sure you go and support that motherfucker. Um, Crucified Straight Edge, member of the Trinity. I mean, the list goes on and on. He is the godfather. And then here we go, Jamie, the um, on a warpath with Jamie Morgan of Code. I've been meaning to do another episode with him. It's about time we check back in. 
Uh, they're about to go on tour with Suicide Boys. I think they're coming this week and he wants me to go. I hate that. Not I hate him. I hate when people are like, hey, come see us play a show you didn't do. Not because I want to book su- Suicide Boys, but because there's a weird gimmick where you go backstage and you're like, I never feel cool enough to like just walk around back places. And then it's also like that moment where I like the Wayne's World where they're showing all the fucking laminates. I, that's just not for me. You know, I'll see you at a show. We'll talk on the telephone for four hours. But the awkwardness of being like a guest at some friend's show has always been hard for me. But um, great episode with him. Episode eight. And code continues. This is the one of the few times I interviewed someone with who has no um, no musical background, but in, still tied to This Is Hardcore because she is the guy who brings the armored knights to This Is Hardcore. And this was episode nine, Jay Brooks and Knighting Shining Armor. Still great fucking podcast. You got to nerd out and check that one out because I think a lot of people missed out. Um, episode 10, Phil Vibes of Irate. Um, right around Halloween, so we get to talk a little Halloween shit. He's a horror freak, knows more about hardcore metal. Absolutely fantastic to have Phil Vasquez on the show. And um, we debuted Knights of the Black, some, a track from his new band. You got to check it out. Um, episode 11, Val, uh, Salem Vex of Bloodbather. You know, uh, Bloodbather played this hardcore in 2019, and Salem is a interesting figure to say the least, and his talent is in the metalcore band that he is involved in, but he has this thing, and I say this, that few people can probably say the same thing as that he said. He would not have the money for a guitar, so he went to the guitar center and played a guitar until he learned how to play. Then his first job, he worked at that guitar center and he bought that guitar. I mean, that's speechless words. I mean... Struggling from a, being a poor kid in South Florida, single parent to being a musician is already hard enough. But one of my, the one of the unsung early episodes, I wish more people would check out. Oh, yeah, here we are. So Anthony Moreshi of Ten Yard Fight, and he did. Now my brain's a lot, but he had another band, and he started in BMX bikes and then became a full-time videographer and then created this line of interviews from the codecprojects.com thing called Don't Stand in Line. And early on in the podcast I was talking to people with except with a couple exceptions musicians, the people who like were starting businesses and learned a lot of stuff from from hardcore, kind of self-taught their way into the world. And he had also kind of been on that track, and he had had Sonny. We were both thinking about similar people at the time. And he, I did order, he had like a Patreon. I ordered like this DVD set from him. It just came in the mail. I think he has another season. He's doing his things in seasons. It's definitely worth checking out. And the episode was fucking fantastic. And if you're just a 10-yard fight mark, or you like all the different um, documentaries he did, uh, he was a great interview, and I really had fun with that one. Oh, moving on. Episode 13. This is probably the poorest recorded ever podcast. And it's a shame because he's a fucking genius. And Ernie gave me the term here, um, access and exposure, which I've been saying since episode 13, which was released in Thanksgiving 2020. 
he went from being a kid who wrote graffiti and hung around in the Philly, Delaware hardcore scene to being a, and he's been working for so many business. I can't even keep up, you know, from, uh, from champion to putting champion on the map with models to being a part of the under armor team to moving to California. He's always working with giant brands and he's a self-made man. Absolutely fantastic story. Wish I could go back and do it again. The recording got fucked up. We only had about an hour and a half in a short two hour window. Cause he's a very busy person. Probably one of the episodes that got botched the most that I had the most excitement for. And it's kind of sad that it didn't get the full quality deserved. Then we did it. James Vitalo dealing with the devil. This motherfucker from Backtrack turned into a manager of bands. The guy who literally programmed the career of Turnstile and is riding on the highs of the success of that and so many other bands. Great fucking story. You want to learn how to be in the music business without ever going to college? Listen to that fucking story. Episode 14, James Vitalo. Tim Bohr, I did... This is a guy who, again, big brother, big mentor, and um, his success, his rise of success, and how he booked all your favorite bands. This is the more of that entrance entrance into hardcore being involved in everything. His story is another one about if you want to be more involved in music and booking and management or whatever, this is a go-to. This is a blueprint right here. And then we go to something totally different. Rob Sullivan of Ruiner getting wrecked. Rob Sullivan, who's now a black belt in jiu-jitsu, not only did he get involved with um, CCAS, which is a DIY Baltimore band, he became a pro MMA fighter. He now runs Baltimore BJJ. He is a um, collegiate-level wrestler, a jiu-jitsu black belt, and owner, and he also does lots of weight programs. And he was in the band Ruiner. They were fucking fantastic. Um Definitely crosses the lines between punk, jock, 100% DIY punk, 100% jock, all those things. Great fucking story. This is another weird one. Um, this is Juicy Joel from Clench Fist who runs our websites, does the art. I mean, it's one of my best friends in the whole world. And um, at the time, this is, I'll tell the story on the episode now. So, my friend's daughter was getting married, so he came out, and we recorded it um, the next day. So Friday night was the wedding. Saturday, Carl and I went to jiu-jitsu. Then we went to Bob's first flea market during COVID. And I am sort of naive in that so many people walk up and give me food and shit at this hardcore. That's not uncommon for someone. Like, hey, do you want something to eat? Like, oh, yeah. People just bring me food. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm fat and people think I should eat. I don't know. But either way, that's been going along for a long time. So Juice was staying in New Jersey with Cracker and had planned to drive to Philly to hang out, eat cheesesteaks with me, record this podcast, and to drive back to the South. So uh, Carl and I are leaving. Somebody had given me some popcorn. Like, oh, check this out. I got this new thing. So I'm eating this popcorn. And he made a comment that I didn't hear and Carl started laughing about. And I didn't really take too seriously. I get home, I order Delosandro's, Juice shows up at my house, we eat the cheesesteaks, we bullshit, we catch up, I set up the podcast, and it's the only second time I've done the podcast live with another person in the room, and the minute that we start recording, I realize that the popcorn was laced, and 
or that would have been the term. I can't believe about 90s at least. I didn't realize that the popcorn was weed popcorn, which meant at, at the time I was only 40. At 40 years old, I learned that weed isn't popcorn. I learned, and you got to remember, I haven't done anything like that since 1999. So I'm like, a naive, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's, I don't know what food, weed food is and shit. So Juice is killing it. He's sitting on my couch, killing it with these answers, and I am scared. I don't know how to handle, I can barely focus, and I'm like miserable, I'm like, if this is, in my head I'm going, this is what getting high is, I, I fucking hate it, I'm so glad that I don't do this, I've been straight edge since December 4th, 1999, only from like December, nah, say May 97, to de- like December of 99, was I ever even doing weed and all that, that shit was terrible. It was just so I'm trying to pretend that I'm not fucked up and recording this fucking podcast with Joel. And then later a friend I had to tell my friend, I'm like, dude, I think I fucked up. You have to listen to this. Max Morton, for those who need to know. Yeah, Max, I'm name dropping you. So Max is like, Oh yeah, the, the podcast where you gonna add a couple little things you might have to edit, but it sounds good. So what did Joel say? He's like, I don't know. He's like, Man, I thought I was doing good. Joe's just staring out in the space and looking at his phone the whole time. So, like, that was not only the first time in forever that I've had anything like that in my body and my system was like, this is fucking terrible. But I was so worried about embarrassing one of my brothers, one of my best friends in the world, one of the best dudes in the, in the most self-taught, talented persons. If you are a person who's like, I don't want to go to college, but I need to learn how to make a trade, episode 17, Joel gives you the fucking blueprints for that. And I was so worried about it not coming out right, so that way, you know, it'd be a total fucking catastrophe. And it ended up being great. And then I told Joe, he's like, man, you should have told me that. And instead, he's like, man, that makes a lot more sense. So things I learned from it is Joel's the fucking man. I got to get different microphones if I'm going to go ahead and do in person. And um, there's weed in popcorn. And that's why I don't eat anything from strangers anymore. And then finally, on Christmas, Scott Vogel, Keeping the Faith. Great episode. I'm so happy I got Vogel in the top 20. And I, I'm I'm still proud that that I mean that's one of my favorite episodes again, and then we start off the new year with Aram Arsalanian from Change Champion. Here's another guy, self-made. Now he's a CEO. He talks in front of businesses. He does his own podcast, and he plays in Change. And I mean, the dude never stops. He ran React Records, then passed it over to the guys from DC. Just great story and a great way to start 2021. And here we are, number 20, Zach Thorns, Respect Through Riffs. Um, if you don't know Zach Thorne, then you don't know Hardcore. Um, Bulldoze and Beyond, just one of the greatest dudes, one of my favorite people in the world. And his story is awesome, and it will even be more fucked up and touching now to listen to it. Check it out, episode 20. Jamie Bissonnet, Under the Knife. This is a New England hardcore dude who, again, you know, basically fucked college, taught himself to be a chef, self-made man, Boston restauranteur, now expanding all over, still dying to paint hardcore dude, like one of the best, coolest fucking guys, just celebrated a birthday, and just cool to have somebody who's like a super professional, James Beard winning chef, one um, chopped, like this cool fucking shit. 
And um, our first lady, our second lady guest, Alex March, is a girl that grew up in New Jersey hardcore. She is an empath. She does a lot with healing people's trauma. Now, after this podcast, she has been a steady um, jujitsu practitioner, and her story is fucking awesome. Episode 22, Alex March. Greg Falcetto from Mongoloids to Digital Management. Greg from Mongoloids, who now is from Hold My Own. He's been in a bunch of bands, back to school jam, the stage manager of this hardcore. Um, he threw me off in the beginning of this conversation talking about bands I have no idea about. Um, I would have asked different questions after the fact, but still a great episode. And I'm, when we ever do a This Is Hardcore staff episode, he will definitely be a part of it. Uh, this is the first time I recorded someone overseas. Damian Rodriguez, not only one of my best friends in the world, guitar punishment, like world-famous Japanese-influenced uh, tattooer. Fucking fantastic. Great story. Don't miss that one. It's one of my favorites. I keep saying it's one of my favorites, but like that's one of my best friends in the world. And we laughed the whole time, and it was fucking fantastic. Here, we brought Richie Mancuso back. He sent me a picture for the episode, and it was a picture of him in front of Juice's tr uh, car when Juice lived in Philly. Fucking hilarious. Another great story. We had a nice little discussion about hardcore culture and successes, and this is like the precursor for what would eventually be Rule of Three. So if you're wondering, where do we get the Rule of Three idea? We got it from episode 25, I think. Some of it. Then we did Louis Aponte from Jesus Peace. He's a DJ dude now. Still doing a great story about finding hardcore, playing drums on cardboard boxes. And now he's a world-traveling DJ, and hopefully Jesus Peace puts out some new stuff soon. Um, and then we had, right after that, Aaron Hurd. Great story of Aaron from Jesus Peace. Definitely worth checking out. Episode 27. And I'm not yada, yada, yada it, but it's just like, you know what you're going to get. you got to check it out. And this is probably one of the most popular episodes we ever did, was, was episode 28. Jeff Gunnell's The Story of Redemption. What could be said about Jeff G from Cold as Life that he doesn't say it in his own words? Please listen to this episode. It's one of my all-time favorites. And it's probably an episode where most people went and checked the podcast out just from that. And either drop down to episode one and started catching up or listened afterwards. And then, I can't believe it was this early. I mean, because I felt like it was later on. But episode 29, we went to Isaac. From the streets of Queens, the hardcore scene. Isaac and I had a great conversation. Love the dude. One of my favorite people in hardcore. And then, the first time we ever did a digital episode. Episode 30 with Paris Mayhew. The Age of Chaos. This is another episode. This is like when... Did this hardcore podcast stop it? Oh, yeah, Joe's got a podcast. I think some people started actually paying attention because the Paris episode came and then a lot of new people are like, dude, this is fucking crazy. I can't believe we did this. And it's also available on YouTube. Right now, it's the only episode available on YouTube, but that's going to change. We're going to start seeing some new videos popping up for a podcast very shortly regarding, um, and I'll talk about that at another time. Um, but yeah, Paris was great. Great backstory and great episode. And then Richie Birkenhead, dude, fucking the man. I, I mean, if you don't like underdog and into another, I don't know how to tell you, but that was like my foray into the OG shit. Now, this is crazy as we do this episode with Walter, episode 32, we do these early years. I've always, I was always worried because I was like, oh, I would do a part two, but thank God I didn't number it part one. 
but I'd like to get Walter back. But this is like the first. This leads us up to the beginning of Gorilla Biscuits and all this stuff, and then he had a bus because it's time. It's a shorter episode, but we dig into Walter's past. He's got some cool stories. Check it out. Uh, Darren Walters, one of the coolest fucking people in hardcore, changed indie music, changed so much shit. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. Um, one of the few group chats I'm in is with Darren. He gave he gifted me boxes of MRR, and another. I mean, he literally taught at a college about music. One of these great stories that I think people may not know who he is and don't want to check it out, but there's so much to learn just in that fucking story. And then, again, this is all starts being back-to-back insane fun episodes for me. I mean, Norm Brandon is a hero of mine, and his story is fucking fantastic. You know, from growing up a brown kid in Queens who is not straight, unsure of where he wants to be in the world and finding New York hardcore and turning into a skinhead and then end up all over the place from skinhead to Krishna to being the one of the biggest uh, emo bands of that time. And, I mean, he just played this hardcore with Thursday just fucking fantastic, dude. Insanely awesome story. There's so much to it. One of my I, like one of the longer ones we did and just so deep with knowledge. Don't miss out on that one. Even if you don't know anything about him, you'll learn everything about him in that episode. And I said about all these episodes. There's so much that you will learn and listen to from these episodes, from these people if you don't know. If you're like someone, I don't really know. That's why you listen because you'll learn. You cannot know something that we talked about last week. About Killing Time. If you don't know Killing Time, listen to him. I'm not going to say, oh, you don't know. I'll say, hey, check him out. You know anything about Norm? Go check it out. You know anything about Darren Walters? Check it out. So many great stories in, in these podcasts. And here it is. The first episode of Rule of Three was April 23rd, 2021. So, fuck, guys. We got to get on the ball here. We, I mean, we didn't get that many episodes out. And um, But, yeah, Richie and OG and I decided right around the time of the Thompson Square Park to do this podcast. And we just haven't had time to link up. But. I still love the rule of three. That was a great episode. That was our episode 35. Um, I think this is the first time I did something solo. So this was me looking back at the first episode. Episode 36 was the first episode I did talking about this is hardcore. And I think at the moment I was thinking about a potential trying to do one, but it just not being able to work out. Um, Episode 37, Paul Conroy, another self-made management guy from Philadelphia Hardcore who had such a huge impact on metal and hardcore, and you just got to hear his story because there's so much to it. It goes way beyond. I mean, if you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to go to college. Just listen to some of these episodes. The dudes who didn't go to fucking college absolutely whooped some fucking ass. Literally whooped some fucking ass. And then um, episode 38 was the second rule of three. We decided to release it all on this one. And we were talking about that New York show, the Thompson Square Park show, and the LA shows, and that was a lot of fun. And then Mike Gitter, we're doing a part two. What makes a man start fires? And um, the dude's on a roll. If there's a metal band you like, he has a huge part of it. He's a huge champion of hardcore today, yesterday. You got to check out this episode. I keep saying that, but it's the truth. One of my favorite people in the world. Uh, from New York Hardcore, Carl Bacarov, 
breakdown of killing time. This is the first half where we just talk about breakdown, and especially with the passing of Rich McLaughlin. Um, just check out this story. Eddie Leeway, here's another one. Damn, it's June 20th. I mean, it's crazy how long it's been. But Eddie Leeway's story was fucking fantastic. Surviving the rise and fall. It's a, I mean, I, I'm, I'm biased. So I'm going to say, you got to check it out. But you got to check these stories out. There's so much to learn here. Then I had Sonny come back on. And he, uh, we did this one, how to use your platform and amplify the voice of others. And this talks about more of what he uses his channel for and how he can produce and help other people just by using his um, digital reach and all that. It's pretty interesting. And then Bill Wilson from Blackout Records. I know he's on the Smoking Word podcast now. I did him back June 18, 2021. Hoya, you were late on it, brah. I'm just teasing. But yeah, you got to check out the man who showed us where the wild things are. And if you haven't and you like it, go to the um, Blackout Records. There's still a couple copies of the This Is Hardcore variant for the Redemption 87 All Guns Poolside. And I, I went heavy in New York Hardcore here, right into Chris Wen from the Story of Ineffect zine, because he has the Ineffect anthology book we have, which is like a massive tome. Ineffect New York Hardcore zine was fucking fantastic. Great to talk to Chris Wen about his... Um, his zine and the great to see it all in one book. And then, um, my brother Shane from Chicago, the guy with the, behind the rumble, the heist, the killer hold my own great conversation there. That was in July. And then, uh, this was the weekend after my birthday in 2021. And when we first started having hardcore shows come back in Philadelphia and how excited I was about that. Which is crazy because that's over been a year now. And then we did Carl Picara Part 2, which was Breakdown the Killing Time. And that was fucking awesome. And then my brother Will to Live, Rob, and his band, his new band coming up. Dude, it is a great conversation. You got to check it out. He's still one of the coolest people from Texas. And then I did an episode where I did it exactly 49 minutes and it was just thank you. And then like an update on what was going on with the podcast. And then Bob Wilson, episode 50, the FYA, Fest 8. We went through band by band. It was a great conversation. And we dropped that. And then four days later, when the lineup dropped, then we did episode 51 with Bob Wilson on Labor Day. And that was his whole story. And that was fucking great. So we did, we knocked them. We knocked two Bob Wilson. There was two weeks of Bob Wilson love on that podcast. Who loves you, Bob? No one else. Me. Then I did a Q&A one on the internet because I was having technical issues. And this is when I realized my computer is still not up to snub. And in September 17th last year, I realized that a year later, I've missed certain weeks because of this not really running well for what I'm trying to do with it, uh, computer, which I still haven't invested the time and money to change over. But it is still in the works. And that was a Q&A one. Not too long. Kind of fun. Andy Rice is when we start going to West Coast. Andy Rice, longtime booker, so many different things in hardcore. His band, Hostilities, just played this hardcore. And another self-made man, taught how to do everything, ran through the music business. If you want to go and get into hardcore music business or hardcore, I don't like the term adjacent, but I think it's used. But if you want to be in the metal world and all that, don't go to, don't go to college. Learn from these podcasts and you'll get ahead. And then the coolest fucking podcaster out there, Zach Nelson of 185 Miles South. 
So great to have him on the show. Still one of the coolest. So glad we got to do that special terror one too. Zach Nelson and 185 Miles South Podcast Rules. Mikey Hood, my brother from Sacramento. Hood's just played this hardcore. Great story on his early days. And there it is. Chris Powerhouse. Right before I go out to see California and see Powerhouse. It was fucking great to go out there. Great to have him on the show. And then, um, yeah, from travel and stuff, I didn't have one. So then I did an in-between episode, which is like me just talking about shit. And then another Paris interview, which was kind of cool. This one was a movie video or a music video. We talked a lot about his new song, City Kids, which is a song by the Agros. Got to catch up with Paris. He was kind of bummed we didn't put him on the fest, but I didn't really have time. And if you don't stay up with me sometimes, I'll forget. And so my bad Paris, but episode 57 Paris, which is like 17 episodes after we had him initially, or no, 47 episodes after. So probably do up to get him. It'd be about a, it'd be a good time. Patch things up. Um, if you don't like episode 58, we're not friends. Joe McHenry is the best dude in hardcore. If you're ever having a bum day, listen to that episode. Joe McHenry, neighborhood dude, Philly original, love him. Literally one of my day one dudes. His episode's fucking fantastic. Then we did an episode on the Keystone Jan, episode 59. I'll probably do another one, getting ready towards that. And then I had Brett Rasmussen of the night. Now you got to play with the Earth Crisis shows. That was fucking fantastic. Then right before Christmas, Tim Williams of VOD. Another one, Sleeper People, came out of nowhere. Everyone loved that episode. Wish I had him one longer. Uh, can't go as deep as I can in the early days with him, but it was still a great episode. I'm so glad about it. And then... I did a Christmas episode where I had so many fucking people on the show. It was kind of like in, it retarded and fun. Like, it, it's great. I called up a million of my friends and just bullied them. Uh, you got to just go to the, the This Is Hardcore podcast for Christmas. And I'll definitely be doing another one this year. And then the New Year's Eve, once again, started off with Rob Lind of Blood for Blood. Again, another one that when that dropped, there were people who never cared about my podcast who hit me up like, dude, that was fucking fantastic. Insanely in deep. He bared it all. I love this fucking dude. I love that conversation. And then like we roll like a week later into Carter and uh, from within and payback on the eve of uh, FYA. And his story was great. It's not Rob. It's not Robert Blover Blood, but it was pretty fucking good. And then uh, Kev Hare. Like two weeks later. And um, a couple times I skipped some episodes. I should already be at the 100, I should mention. But 100 will get there when it needs to be. So then I recorded this episode called Analog Culture in the Digital World. Which I got hit up by a lot of people about. Because I started discussing things directly a little bit more. And I had people excited and a good conversation with quite a few folks. And the picture for this is missing. That's weird. Um, John Joseph's a blood clot was episode 66. Cool conversation with John. Shit he's got going on with the John Joseph disciplines. We've got some new tracks coming out from him. We're going to be airing. And then February 12th, we talk about this is hardcore 2022. That's the first time I could talk about it. Danny DeShuler, a biohazard. Man, that was fucking great. That was episode one. We did another episode Then I did, um, hardcore for pits with JJ Morazic of the brick city rescue. And they're fucking great people. If you ever do see any episodes, um, things for them, support them. And then more of me talking about things from hardcore on the solo tip. This was episode 70, the internet changed hardcore. 
And to celebrate 25 years of hardcore, I'm doing Youth of Today, Outburst, End It, Roy Brigade, and Cut Down at the First Unitarian Church. Friday, November 18th, tickets are on sale. But you can get your tickets still. But I did this podcast March 11th. So that's the deal. My, my And it talks about my first show. And 25 years later, I'm still fucking doing it. So check it out. It'll be pretty cool. And then I did a This Hardcore Q&A the following week, episode 72. Then I did a solo one talking about bands on tour because I was getting frustrated reading about some of the stupid shit bands were complaining about for tour. Then we did our boy Lennon Livesey, Avigo Strike, Blister, and fucking fucking Carbonite off the track. I mean, he's in every fucking band and did some of the coolest flyers. The motherfucker's a king. Matt Carl, Boyertown, Singer, Gridiron. Great episode. Episode 75. Then I did an episode of Easter, and that's pretty cool. Then we did the This Is Hardcore Announcement, 78. Then we did this episode that was so fucking sick. Pain of Power Triple Cast. Richie from Post America, This Is Hardcore, and 185 Miles South. We interviewed Scott Vogel about the Pain Into Power record. Each one of us got to release our own part. So you had to listen to all three episodes to get the entire conversation. One of the favorite, coolest things I've ever been a part of. Then I did a short one on in, in, in episode 80 on six shows in seven days. It was pretty wild, but a blast. Sean O'Donnell, Young Blood Records, PA Hardcore Legend. One of our um, dudes that has been supporting this hardcore since day one. Great story. Um, Danny Shore, part two, 82. Uh, follows up a lot more depth, a little bit more emotion from Danny. If you love Biohazard, you got to do it. And then on the eve, the Friday night before the Fury of Five reunion, I, I released a whole entire episode on Fury of Five because I just love that fucking band. And then more diatribes on the substitute for hard work. Episode 85 was me talking about this is hardcore. Episode 86 was meditation, so I was talking about this hardcore a bunch. But hey, it's this hardcore podcast, so eat shit if you don't like it. Then I had Philadelphia's great fixation, why Uber holster, the recording wizard, love the fucking dude. He also is in Chemical Fix, and then the last three episodes I've released were eighty-eight, a discussion on the pro core movement, which then I started talking about the DIY and the way things in hardcore you can make them happen. And then finishing off with a little discussion on that festival, which obviously fell apart. And then there's no episode 90 on the website, because or 91 rather, because there was an issue with us logging it, for me logging into the website to put it on. I usually do TIHC podcast and put it on, but for some reason some weird bot was uh, breaking into the website, so I couldn't log in. So I still have to log in and actually do all the usual shit for the um, website. Because I still put it on the website. And um, I got to do that. But that's how I've been reading off these episodes. So now that I've talked about the podcast for almost an hour, the thing I can tell you is that overall in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even have the mic facing the right way. I still haven't really figured out the kind of microphones I should use if I'm going to record people in person. Ah, thank God I have Sonny. He can help me with the video stuff. I'm going to be shooting some video 
podcast soon. In fact, the ultimate goal would get to the point that we could go back to the audio of the first five and put them up on YouTube. And then little by little, incrementally add one or two with just some background and just so it's on audio via YouTube as well as all the regular platforms. And I've gotten a couple requests for a video podcast. I'll never do a video only podcast. You'll always be able to hear it audio first foremost because that's how I enjoy podcasts. Though I'm not against putting stuff on YouTube. The Paris one got a lot of looks on the YouTube. So it does make it like, man, maybe I should boost the signal by putting it on YouTube. And that's the only interest in doing it, if I'm being honest. Canceled my Patreon over eight months ago. For those who people, I think I like four or five at the most, whoever were Patreons. I uh, was never really good with timing. Um, like the last month, I've been working 50 hours Monday through Friday, then another eight on Saturday, hot, humid. Um, I've been working through an injury at work, a lot of home life shit, trying to maintain a balance and focus at home. So sometimes the episodes that I would like to record can't come because I can't make the time to have people come on and then, oh, it's summer, so nobody wants to spend three hours talking on the phone because everyone's busy having fun. Had I known during COVID the captivity rate of people, I would have legitimately recorded hundreds of episodes just between the lockdown periods between March 2020 and the summer of 2021. However, I'm like, ah, you know, people get easy to get. The, the minute that the summer of 21 happened, became much harder to get people to jump on this thing. And so that's where the solo missions and the solo episodes started coming out in a weekly fashion. And with some of the problems of my computer, I've missed a couple weeks. But ultimately, I found a balance of finding good stories from people whose work I genuinely enjoy. I've never spoke to someone who I didn't think a listener that I am either friends with or a complete stranger to couldn't reap some benefit from. Whether it's the Jamie Bissonnets who go from being a lost hardcore person in New England who moves to Florida to become a great chef and then comes back to New England to be a multi-restaurant-tier, famous James Beard-a-winning chef. That's a great story. Or is it the guy who put his entire life into sword fighting and created an entire battle league and you've seen him play this hardcore. And I think that's equally fucking DIY and awesome. Um, early on, the thought process was to bring a podcast that could show people the few amazing success stories from people who just kicked ass and pushed forward. But along the way, the culture, the need for background, the, the need to have the story about Walter and to talk to Mike Gitter and to get some flavor and understanding to some of our favorite things. Because... You find out a lot of stuff in the story from Richie Underdog. You find a lot of these things that help us build these stories. And ultimately, um, all of the podcasts, because they're on this podcast, are connected. But in more ways than one, there's always a way to reference back to things. And I think that that's becoming more and more clear as I'm closing in on 100 episodes. And this has been two years of podcasting. I've gotten better with some things. I still need to improve um, home life being what it is, computer sucking what it is, things will improve over time. I appreciate everybody for always supporting, and I'm always looking for new guests, new submissions for music in the beginning. And I just thank you all for two years of support and more information to come on Keystone Jam, the benefits if there are for Kev One Bulldoze, 
And you know how to follow us, phillyhcshows.com. I don't think I never need to monetize this. I haven't figured out a good way to do it where it's fair to the people who put the money out. So we're going to leave that one alone. But I am going to be working towards more video episodes, bring in more listeners maybe. We'll see if that helps. I don't think it does. But at least the numbers are there. And then maybe some people will be enticed because people seem to love internet and metrics for some goofball reason. Remember to hug your friends. Remember when you have beef with somebody who you've been friends with for 20 years that at times they'll come around. And this happened recently in my own life where, you know, whether it's legit aggravation, frustrations, or just a good kind of friend squabbles, it's not always the best thing to shut people out. And I'm the king of shutting people out at times, especially in my past. And thinking about people passing away, I am always on the side of when someone passes, it's good to feel like if if the if the Norns decide that that's the day that person dies, they die. But it's your ability as a friend, if you don't want to keep the beef, to remember that nothing's promised. Tomorrow, I could go to sleep now and wake up, or not wake up. The Norns decide that when they pulled your string and decided how long your life is going to be. But if you got a friend and you got some old shit behind you, and it's just a matter of shaking hands and saying, hey, that shit's over with. I say do it. Because if they pass, you're going to want to feel like at least there was some patching up if that person mattered that much to you. That's how I feel about it. Um, Support everything we do. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to keep this under an hour just because after two years and look at how many rambling podcasts I did in the last eight months, I feel bad. A lot more guests. I've just been been recording ahead of time so that way we don't get jammed up with, uh, 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 well, I had to do this one because this guy's not here. So a lot more coming soon. Thank you for the support for two years. Take care.